This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. I am going to skip ad reads for episode two because I have no idea how long it's going to take to explain this. I have my notes, but that doesn't always tell the full story. Uh, For this is a concept we had spoken about a little bit on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, but beyond that, I've never really dived into it, and it involves a bit of math, which I'm horrible at, so let's give it a go. When you are dealing with contrarian investments, what we are typically doing, not all the time, but I would say more often than not, we are looking for asymmetrical opportunities. Now, you're going to see this term defined in in many different ways online, but we're going to go ahead and define it in our own terms here on the podcast. Uh, But for starters, we have to answer the question, why is this contrarian? Why does it belong on this podcast? Well, the answer is very simple. When you're talking about investments like commodities and crypto, far more often than not, they have a lot of downside risk attached to them. Far too much downside for the average investor to handle. Remember, most people are very risk-averse at their core. Uh, But the problem here is they're so risk-averse, they won't allow themselves to see just how much the math is actually in their favor if they do it right. But this does not interest your average investor. Most average investors just want something that is relatively safe that goes up a little bit. And and they'll just compound over time, which is fine. But we here at the 10-Minute Contrarian want the best of both worlds. Uh, Like I said in episode one, we will play the regular stock market when it's time. But when that market gets too expensive and then starts to drop, what most people will do will simply pull their money out and let it sit in cash for as long as it takes until a few years go by and they finally feel safe entering the market again. But the thing is, is you don't have to do it that way. You can get the best of both worlds. And the part of the world where we hang out, the dark side of the moon, has incredible upside potential attached to it, compared to what I think is a very overrated amount of downside. People are super scared of it, and they shouldn't be. So let me give you an example. We'll go back to Las Vegas, my home for 15 years. And I was never actually in the casino industry, but simply by being there and being in the hospitality industry, you end up in a lot of casinos and you learn things if you pay attention. Now, in terms of actual casino games, so I'm taking out things like Texas Hold'em and sports betting, um, horse racing, things like that. Let's just keep it to table games. So blackjack, certain kinds of poker, roulette, craps, things like that. Because I know there's weird outlying exceptions in the slot world, and I don't want anybody chiming in on that. So let's just keep it to table games. One thing you will never see in table games is any kind of bet that odds-wise actually favors the better. There will always be a house take greater than 50%. And most people who are playing these tables either don't understand this or just simply don't care and they want to be entertained. That's fine. But if Vegas ever gets caught slipping and word gets out that there is a way to provide a very tiny little advantage to the player, I mean tiny, like a 49.9% house take, You can bet that the really smart people out there, the people who understand probabilities, are going to be doing whatever it takes to exploit that tiny little micro-fraction of a house disadvantage. This happened decades ago with Blackjack. Do you guys remember the book Bringing Down the House by Ben Mesrick? Do you guys remember the movie 21? 
This is what I'm talking about. I mean, the lengths people will go to, smart people, the people who actually understand this stuff, not everybody else who doesn't understand it, the people who understand it will risk health and home just to exploit this little tiny percentage point. Now, Vegas has adjusted since. They adjust the rules. They kick these people out. You know, they've pretty much minimized this issue with card counting and blackjack. Uh, But I want this to illustrate my point. Even tiny little percentage points like this are worth going after. So, for example, if you had $50 and you and I were flipping coins, a normal bet would be you put your $50 down and you call it. And if you get it right, you make $100. If you get it wrong, you lose all your money. There's no advantage to me. There's no advantage to you. Now, I do think you see this 50-50 situation play out with the pass line and the don't pass line in craps, but you do not see it anywhere else. You only see bets that are worse. And again, if there was ever a situation where Vegas would have a coin flip scenario to where if you lost, you lost everything. But if you won, you could turn your $50 into $100.02. And word got out, there would be a line of nerds out the door with bags of money because they know what's up. They understand the math and the probabilities that most people don't. Simply the threat of your money going all the way down to zero in an investment in the stock market is enough to scare most people away. At that point, they don't even care what the upside is. But the smart money knows. And that tiny little 2% extra you're making on that bet, if you win, is enough for them to take serious action. Now let's take this concept and carry it over to the contrarian investing world. Now, as we talked about before, what do we typically go after? Things like commodities, things like cryptocurrencies. Uh, Let's just keep it to commodities because at the very least, we have some history here, like some real meaningful history. So if you enter this market when the cycle is down, which is where we are, when it's cheap relative to just about everything else, which it is, we have seen in the past many times over Your upside is far, far greater than betting $50 on a coin flip and getting $100.02 back. That little micro advantage that all the nerds obsess over. It can, in fact, be far, far greater. Like multiples on multiples greater. Like 3x to 10x to 20x your money greater. And I'm not being a hype machine either here. Go look. Go look at what gold mining stocks and silver mining stocks and uranium mining stocks did when those moves happened. It is right there for all of us to see. Yet most people are all scared of it because of the increased downside. Well, I got news for you on that front, too. And you guys do know I love my downside mitigation, so this is very exciting to me as well. But not only are you gaining all of those extra percentage points to the upside, you're actually getting them back on the downside, too. This is huge. It's not you invest $50 with the risk of losing all your money. I mean, if you leverage and you're stupid, yes. But for most people who makes a $50 investment in a silver mining stock, for example, has almost zero chance of that $50 going down to zero. These aren't fly-by-night penny stock companies. These are actual mining companies with real mines and offices and people that have been doing it for years. The stocks don't go to zero. I'm sure there are a few outliers in the past, but for the most part, especially if you do your research and you're not putting your money in tiny little exploration companies, you are also getting many, many percentage points back on the downside as well. It's tremendous. And now I know there are other factors at play here. I have not forgotten about them. We will talk about them shortly here. But I just want to let you know on a pure mathematical upside to downside ratio, when done right, 
and that's a key here, when done right, these investments are the definition of asymmetrical. And we really like that here. Now, the one variable I left out, and stop typing if you're on YouTube, I'm covering this, chill out, is the probability of this actually happening. The probability of these commodity stocks actually experiencing a real boom. You absolutely must factor this in. And I didn't bring this up during the Las Vegas examples because I wanted to save it for the end. I, of course, think the probability of this happening is very, very good. We are at a low part in the cycle, slowly trending upward. We are investing in materials that the world is going to need and already needs badly. Like we're completely screwed without these things badly. Supply has been dropping and even more so due to the virus. Future demand is ever increasing. And the world economy is currently sitting in an everything bubble. So the macro factors line up too. I can safely say that the probabilities along with the math are both heavily in our favor. And I'm super excited to be a part of this. Now with crypto, it's weird because we've seen the math is certainly in our favor there. It's the probabilities end that's always the big question. Because I really do think we are still so early in this game, which is really exciting. Uh, but like being the part of any revolution, especially in tech, you got to understand that most of these companies aren't going to make it. So from a buy and hold standpoint, you just have to be careful. And speaking of that, I want to be able to make it very clear to all of you exactly how I handle asymmetrical investments like this. From entering to exiting to how to spread out your portfolio, how long to wait when to take profit, things like that. And that is what next episode is going to be about. Remember I told you before, we need to do episodes like this early. So in the future, you will always have a point of reference to come back to. It's extremely important. Sometimes the most boring episodes are the most essential. You guys know this by now. But I wanted to make this episode and do it now for a couple reasons. One, I understand most people are risk averse. Most people listening to this podcast right now are still probably quite risk averse at their core. It's just something that's in us. But to let you know that so many factors are in our favor right now, and it may be decades before we see this again, that one of the riskiest things you can do in my mind is to simply not participate. When you see asymmetry to this degree, you must take advantage of it. Now, I'm only taking time to lay this all out for you, my audience, nobody else, because no matter how much of a compelling case I made to them, they would still think I'm crazy. But you guys already know, we are not crazy. We're just early. <laughs>